I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the greatest show in sport. The biggest football game in the history of Western civilization. All right, you got to explain it now. You got to explain it. At Sandler's charity event, they were doing the wiffle ball home run derby. (laughs) And they got to the finals. And Chris Arnold is MC in this whole thing. Gotcha down. And to start the timer, so everybody got 90 seconds. And to start the timer for everyone in the finals, there was like 20 people. This fool says, I'm going to sing to start the timer. At every time he goes, this is how we do it. <laughs> Montel Jordan classic. And it was over and over. It was every 90 seconds on the dot. And I was like, oh, Chris. No way. Look at you- this and look at that. <laughs> he is, Chris Arnold is the greatest hype man in the history of yeah, radio stations to have around. He is the... The most positive team. And that's what he was doing. He was out there getting everybody hyped up for that home run derby. RJ busted that out in the elevator. I remember exactly where I was when he did. <laughs> and then you, like, change your voice in the octaves of it. So, my gosh, we'll have to get Chris to do it uh, with, a, with a call in or just get a drop gotcha down. to be recorded. All right. I now see what y'all were talking about during the expressway when you were dreading power rankings. What you're trying to say is no one freaking deserves this. Mm-hmm. Right. One through five. Three of them do. Or five <laughs> through one. I Yeah, three of them do. 877-881-1053 is the truckwork.com text line. 877-881-1053. We have to grade ourselves from last week first. Who has them? I do. All right. Sean, you had. Bobby, pay attention to this, how we grade them. Yeah, okay. And and Fantex, make sure to send Sean the note saying that I've said that same point like five weeks in a row. You're trying to you're trying to give yourself more points for like the win within the five. But why wouldn't that be the case? I, I, I understand. Because I understand. we don't we don't yeah. tally, we don't give ourselves five points, four points, three points, two points. We don't score it differently. But I correctly you're ranked n- them above them. Well Yeah, well, like if if San Fran I understand what you're saying. If San Fran beats the Cowboys this week and we have San Fran one and Cowboys two or three, whatever, yeah. Then that was correctly ranked. I right. get what you're saying. I understand that. But one of the five still lost. Yeah, this is CFP committing thinking from yeah. you two. Well, yeah, we're we're a committee. <laughs> All right. Sean, you had San Fran one. So you are now gonna score them. So that's what you have done. You have you have assigned that to yourself. So get ready to score them. San Fran one. Let's genius. Go. Miami two. Not genius. Cowboys three. 
Yes. Baltimore, four. Yes. Philly, five. So in Bobby's world, you would get credit and for you would get you would get credit for that because you had them above them. So what would be my score? You'd have one. Four out of five. Four out of five. Yep. Okay. Well, you're great on the curve, man. Yeah, I'll take that. Um, you, you're, you've been a genius this whole time. <laughs> uh, I had San Fran one. Mm-hmm. Win. Uh, Kansas City two. Loss. Miami three. Loss. Baltimore four. Win. Cowboys five. Win. Three out of five. Bobby had San Fran one. Genius. Baltimore two. Genius. Uh, Miami three. Genius. <laughs> Cowboys four. Genius again. Kansas City five. Five for five. Peyton. <laughs> I'm in first. I was three for five. <laughs> Peyton. Ooh, this this might be this might be three wrong. We got to see how Bobby's going to score this one. Yeah, I thought your power rankings last week were stupid. San Fran one. <laughs> w. Baltimore two. W. Philly three. Loss. Cowboys four. Now, since they beat Philly, doesn't he have to take that as a loss, too? Uh, yeah, yeah, he five, does. Though. He does. We're, we're putting it as a loss just because it's And Miami, game. five. Yep. I, that, that's two out of five. I would. Uh, yep. I think, oh. in fairness, it's three out of five, but it's Peyton, so I'm not going to be fair. Either way, no matter how you score it, I win. Sean won. Four out of five. All right. <laughs> How's the rest of the country? Last time you'll hear that sounder. Grading America's team. Um, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Why did he say that? Blogging the boys. <laughs> <laughs> Blogging the boys kept them at two. NFL.com from four to three. ESPN from five to two. USA Today from four to two. Yahoo four to two. CBS three to two. Athletic three to two. Sports Illustrated. Who is the idiot who's AI. doing this at Sports AI. Illustrated? <laughs> Who is AI. the moron? Nobody. They had him at six and now they're at four. In no way. No, in, in no way can you have the Dallas Cowboys as low as four this week. That is idiotic. So the whole country is saying two, except for these idiots, fish at SI. <laughs> All right. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, five, four, three, two, one. How would you like to do it, Ralph? Uh, Actually, go. I'm let's the go. winner. I'll decide. Uh, <laughs> let's go. How did you, how'd you I think the go? suspense is one, two, three, four, five, because the suspense is at the bottom. Okay. Go. Uh, uh, San Francisco. Okay. I don't know that you can even really make a case for anybody else. There is no case to be made for anybody else. It is San Francisco and the rest of the NFL. They're the best team in football by far. That is the team that should be the prohibitive favorite now and until they get bounced now from playoffs. San Francisco is number one. Yeah, 49ers for me. It's easy. I mean, they're going to be favorites against anyone, anywhere they play. Same and two. Uh. The I just think like they've played at such a high level uh, lately. Now, are they going to be? Are they favored this week? No, they're not. Uh, that, that, which is odd. You know, the second best team in the league generally isn't an underdog. But you know, Buffalo I think is absolutely a good enough team to be able to pick them off. But the Cowboys, the way they've played, have earned it, and they mollywopped a a pretty good. Philadelphia team, even though Philly was, I mean, they, they did go through a stretch that the schedule makers should not have put them through. That was tough. Um, but Cowboys came out on top and they, they put it on them. Uh, number two team in the NFL is the Baltimore Ravens still, because the Baltimore Ravens very easily on this season could be 13 and 0. like they're, they are one of the few teams in the NFL that has been really impressive in their victories and really has not gotten beaten down in a loss at all this year. 
Uh, they've lost their three games so far that they've had this year. They've lost by a combined 12 points. And so I've got Baltimore at number two. The Dallas Cowboys have moved up from four to two. You beat the number three team in my power rankings. You move up above them into the number two spot. Look, I mean, back-to-back -back weeks against beating teams with an over 500 record. I know Seattle isn't right now, but they were at the time. Uh, really impressive wins, and they'll take it to Buffalo this weekend. So I have the Cowboys right now, number two. Dallas two over Baltimore. Why? Uh, because if they played tomorrow in a neutral field, I would trust Dak Prescott over Lamar Jackson. So that is why. Is Baltimore's defense definitely better? No doubt that they're better than the Cowboys' better. defense, Bobby. Yep, no doubt about it to me. That Baltimore is smothering. They're really tough. I would still, because of my continuous doubt in Lamar, I would I would pick Dak to win that game. So I'll go Cowboys two, Baltimore three. All right, I've got at number three the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, they are the second team in per play efficiency in the NFL by a wide margin. The gap between two and three is very, very big there. Um, They're top five in offense, uh, top two in defense, top five in special teams. They're the only team in the top five of all three categories. Uh, give me the Ravens at three. Number three is the Dallas Cowboys. It's nice that they – that's – Probably their best victory of the season against Philadelphia. And it's impressive to get two victories back-to-back -back over, like Peyton said, teams that were over 500 at the time. Uh, I do think that Philadelphia is incredibly flawed right now, and I don't think Dallas played the cleanest of games on offense. I still think if they put that performance out there against San Francisco, they probably lose by 14 or more. But uh, I got the Cowboys at three. Baltimore Ravens, three for me. I think right now, I mean, they're a clear favorite to win the AFC. I don't think there's another team that challenges them right Whoa. now. Um, Kansas clear. City has been mid. Jacksonville, you know, you don't know with Trevor Lawrence's injury. Miami just blew a big lead to Tennessee. So I have Baltimore at number three. Clear favorite out of oh, the AFC. Okay. I like the hot take. Uh, this is where it gets very disgusting and ugly. Uh, disgusting. It was, um, it was a choice of two teams for me. Really? I'm going to uh, I'm going to have Kansas City at four, begrudgingly. What is Kansas City's defense still? Um, obviously, they're broken at receiver. They're whining and crying about the Kadarius stuff, but I'll have the Chiefs four. All right, so you have Baltimore three. You said that on the last one? Yes. All right, Baltimore three, Chiefs four. Okay. This is where it got tough for me, too. I, this is, this is tough. This is very, very tough. Sounds like you're trying to decide and make your decision still. <laughs> I think they have lost their last game until the Super Bowl. I have the Buffalo Bills at four. Whoa! Wait, wow, he way said, to spoil Friday. He said until the Super Bowl. Yeah, you spoiled the picks Friday. They've lost their, the floor is yours. Their, wild, their record is not remotely um, consistent to what their metrics say. Uh, they are a top five or six team in just about every category. Uh, Josh Allen is playing tremendous football, and he has all year. Even with the interceptions, he is so good. Oh, man, I got... I, I, so I, you're I, telling me right now... I'm telling you. ...that the Buffalo Bills will be in Vegas with us? Uh, right now, I would say yes. Woo! They, I like the hot take. They are, that blows away Peyton's hot take. They will be favored in every game in the rest of the regular season. They're favored against us. They're favored against the Chargers. They're favored against New England. Miami might already have the division wrapped up. They might sit guys that final week. Uh, and even still, Buffalo beat them by a billion points in the, in the uh, earlier. Uh, 
they are there are five teams in the NFL with a point differential over 100. Cowboys, San Fran, Baltimore, Miami, and Buffalo. Their losses are by 6-5-4-6-2-3. I mean, it's I I I think that this is you know the Pythagorean theorem that they do where, mm-hmm. where your your record what it is versus what it should be. This is a team that should have 10 wins right now. Mm. I love the hot take. The Buffalo Bills will run the table all the way up till the Super Bowl. And I might be saying that because I got a 40 to 1 ticket on them. <laughs> okay? But whatever. I have I have no idea what to do past three because nobody, like we said, is really deserving of this. I'm going to go with the team that is the only team in the NFL that is top 10 on offense and defense in net passing yards per attempt and rushing yards per attempt. So they are top 10 efficiency team in terms of rushing defense and offense and passing defense and offense, and that's the Miami Dolphins. A lot of people have criticized the Dolphins for their defense this year. They've yeah. been like there's some favorable peripheral statistics for them on defense that it's just it's not added up. They've given up some points, but they're actually top ten in yards allowed. So I, I just think that they are the scariest team in the NFL. I, I mean, Will in terms Levis's of his bicep vein just gained another th- six yards. On I them. think they are the scariest team in the NFL just with what they can do with their speed. They're not the best, but they are yeah. really oh, intimidating. So I've got the Dolphins at four begrudgingly. Yeah, four and five for me was just who had the, the better loss, you know, because you had Jacksonville in there, Detroit, who lost against uh, the Bears. So I have Miami at number four. I know that's weird. They lost, mm. but they move up my power rankings. Mm. Um, couldn't put Philly above them. I mean, they looked really good against Tennessee until they had a once-in-a-lifetime choke job. You know, that, that's really what they had. And so um, I think they're still a really good team, you know, one of the best offenses in the league. Good defense. I have Miami at four. Oof. You will live to regret that, both of you right there. Uh, Philadelphia is number five. Eagles are number five. five. Uh, They were out of your power rankings last week. I I love that the Cowboys. I love that the Cowboys admitted. I heard Micah. I heard Dak. I love that they're like, yeah, that final score a little bit misleading. Like we could have played a lot better. I know they always say. Everyone always says we still have things to improve. We won by seventy, but you know we can get better on the tape. That score was like a tiny. They they controlled the whole game. They deserved to win the game. The three fumbles, a little bit fluky. Uh, everyone's selling their Philadelphia stock. Uh, I will go ahead and buy it up. The the Eagles are five. They would beat Miami's ass tomorrow. Ooh, they haven't beat anybody's ass this year. Oh man, I originally I originally had Kansas City here. Um, I guess I'm gonna stick with it. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> They actually beat Miami's ass literally earlier mm. in the year. Yeah. 14 yeah. points, Compete. big deal. <laughs> Zach Wilson does that every there's, other week. There is trouble in paradise. That, 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 that team is a mess. And I don't think it's anything. That, that, they are a mess top to bottom. And top is, you could you could say it's Pat or you could say it's Andy. There is a problem going on. There are receivers. There's a problem. Yeah, that's, that's, that's part of it. That's part of it. But, man, you talk about, you, you, you talk about Mike McCarthy blaming the refs. Uh, nobody, he did. He has never done anything on the level that Kansas City has of trying to just skirt the uh, the entire issue. So I'll take Kansas City, but begrudgingly. Yeah, and then begrudgingly, number five is the Buffalo Bills because I just think that they've been Ooh. hard luck losers several different times. They're incredibly talented. I don't feel great about it. Uh, so I've got Buffalo number five, and I have Philly at number five. Wi Payton again. Yep, me and you. Gotcha, man. You and Shangelo, me. Wi Payton. Uh, do we actually feel? That much different 
about the Dallas Mavericks. We'll talk about the awesome win last night, and Draymond did it again. We need your length of suspension next. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Back and forth. Gotcha. Into Jackson Hayes. Pass. Jackson, three, go! Good morning, Metroplex. Sean, RJ, and Roberto here on DFW Sports Station 105.3. The fan don't know how much of that biker gang <laughs> talk yeah, that, that you guys caught uh, if, it, if it was uh, from the commercial break, but nothing that would have gotten us in trouble. Shout out to my my home builder, Billy. We were, we were talking about him. Didn't know he was in a biker gang, so now I'm a little bit oh, more afraid of him. <laughs> You didn't oh. notice the like twenty other like people on Harley's riding up behind him to to do the work. Yeah, uh, yeah that's a lot of people for the uh, for the equipment to build the house. All right, that was the call last night on TNT. This was a thriller, Hello, Mike. man. This was a fantastic game. LeBron was awesome. Uh, Anthony Davis was incredible. Luka Doncic was himself, and then you got career nights from Tim Hardaway and Dante Exum. Hitting a career-high seven threes. Here is the X Factor of the game after. Yeah, just, you know, how Luca plays, and he can find anyone at any point, and knowing that their guy's going to help off and go double him, um, and I've got to be ready. Um, so that's just I try and put myself in a situation where I can be on the floor. I don't want to be the guy that's, you know, taken out because I can't hit that shot. So it's just something I'm going to work on um, and continue to work on. Oh, that accent. I love the. I was just about to say I love the Australian accent. It's so great. Just a touch of one too. It's not super thick. It's right. not. It's not crocodile Dundee. Yeah, it's like a. It's like a classier, um, like Boston accent. Like it's in the Boston accent family, but classier. Really? Yeah, they got the same ahs and stuff like that. Okay, that's fair. 
you were making a face when I was talking about the oh, game gonna, recap. Yeah, yeah. No, I was gonna make an inappropriate. I was thinking of an inappropriate joke that I was censoring. Okay. I'm getting better, Sean. I'm censoring myself. Yeah. Well, you're causing me to stop down, which I don't like to do. I didn't bad mean radio. to do. Um, okay. So the question <laughs> here is, what does this all mean? Right. The Mavs have had a nice start. It feels like Luca has definitely improved. Kyrie is calm and peaceful and tranquil, sitting up there with Nico last night in the luxury box. Uh, Jason Kidd sounds and seems like a smarter coach this season. What does it all really mean? I just want to cut down to it, cut through all the stuff. Is this just a nice regular season, or you're thinking of them as a more legitimate championship threat? They're third in the West with a record of 15-8 and behind Minnesota and Oklahoma City. Still shocking that Minnesota is up there. Get Minnesota tomorrow. What's that? You get Minnesota tomorrow. So who thinks this means something more than what we're used to? Uh, Well, I'll tell you this. The teams ahead of them, the the history of the NBA shows that they are not threats to win the title. How so? Because history of the NBA shows that says that there is a, a a level of kind of growing pains that you have to go through. You don't go from never doing anything as a young team. Now, you could put a super team together and go, but as a young team, you don't go from barely making the postseason to the finals, right? You lose the first round, and then you lose in the second round, and then you might make that jump, but you never go from, like, nothing to bam. In the final. Yeah, but the I history mean, of the league shows that. But, but remember the context of this team. They lost in the first round. They lost in the first round. They made the West Finals, and then last year was a massive disappointment. Right, but that's a progression of of, of frustration and learning how to win so, or learning how to lose, too. But I, I think that's the thing is that I think that you've got a team. That, remember, before the Kyrie trade, what were they? They were fourth in the West? Like, it was a massive uh, disappointment yeah. when they collapsed the way they did. This was a team that was set up to have their fourth straight playoff appearance. Maybe wins a series, gets to the second round. Nobody was thinking Western Finals again. But last year was sort of an outlier. Dallas has been a playoff-capable team. Yes. Like that, that is who they are. It's just the question of are they built for the playoffs better now. One of the big things that You're arguing that they've not, like, gone through their paces? No, I'm saying the teams ahead of them haven't. So that's good for the Mavericks. Uh-huh. I'm saying I don't think Minnesota and Oklahoma City... Okay. Oh, that, I, thought yeah, you were I, saying, I thought you were saying that about the Mavs. I thought you no. said history shows the Mavs are not a true contender. No, the, uh, the Minnesota, that the, the other teams ahead of them, the head of the Mavs are not true contenders. Okay. History shows that because they have not gone through the growing pains. The Mavs have. So what's your answer to my Mavs question? I mean, I still think Denver is I mean, going to be the team that's going to wind up being the one to beat. But, yeah, I, th- I think this is definitely something – uh, different. I mean, Luca. They have an elite player. When you my, have an elite player, you got a chance. My question is: Do we need to view the West like the NFC? That's my question. Is the West so watered down that makes them a possible title contender? At least, let's just say to get to the finals. Let's not say to win it, because uh, you have Boston and you have Milwaukee and you have Philadelphia. Let's just say to get to the finals. Is the West Watered down like the NFC because Minnesota and Oklahoma City feel like the Detroit Lions and give me a the Green Bay Packer, a, a better team than that. 
Um, yeah, wait. they're Detroit and they're, you know, uh, Tampa or whoever else in the South, the Rams, the Seahawks, their team. They Are they a team like the Seahawks or the Rams? Somebody like that. Exactly. Yeah. So that's my question. I mean, the second best record in the West is 15 and seven. The Mavs are 15 and eight and they're third. Denver 16 and nine. Um, so they have more losses than the best teams in the East. So what's your answer to it, Bob? I, I, I think it's. Robert. It's it's clearly different in terms of their their makeup and the way they're built. Like Grant Williams is a different type of player than they've yeah. had recently. Like Derek Lively is proving to be a different kind of player than they've had at center. Derek Jones Jr. has been a really good contributor for them this year. And the the Luca Kyrie combination on offense is is working out. And those are all positives that I think you can say that speaks to an ability to like at the start of the season, I wasn't confident they were going to be able to win a playoff series. I, I now feel like they're a team that can win a playoff series. They're a team that can make things difficult on them. Do I think they're West Finals capable or NBA Finals capable? No. I, I just I don't think that's the team yet. I need to see the defense play better than they have. I mean, they're still one of the worst defensive teams in the NBA. CBS Sports with the markup through the quarter quarterway. Um uh, Luca's on pace to become the eighth player in history to average 10 or more three-point attempts a game. Side note. After years of bizarre clutch struggles, the Mavs are 8-2 and two in clutch games this year with a plus 21.6 net rating. One reason for pessimism, Bobby, they still don't have anyone to defend guards. They're third in offense, 23rd in defense, 12th in net rating, and here's what CBS said. Offense has... Largely been as advertised. They take the most threes in the league. They never turn the ball over. Luka's a supernova. Derek Lively is his ideal center. Kyrie has kept the offense more than afloat when Luka has rested. They're finally winning those close games, and they're finally beating the teams they're supposed to beat. You grade them based on expectations. If the goal was simply to prove that Luka could coexist with Kyrie and you can win 50 or so games, you're on the right track. But they still have a long way to go defensively. Probably need a substantial trade of some sort to edge their way into the championship picture. You know, I wonder if that clutch number, the eight and two in clutch games, I wonder if that's one of those things that evens out over the course of a year. Um, like you'll see a lot of a lot of numbers. They eventually the 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 red zone numbers will even out over a year. Yeah, or, like one know. run games yeah, and stuff like that. I, I don't know. It's they, they were on such a – I know it felt like they were on such an unsustainable pace last year at the end of the year. So, I mean, that was going to have to balance. But Look, there's, there's two, two points. One, I need to see more of Luka and Kyrie against tougher competition. That's one. And two, if the West stays as is, the hard part about this is predicting the West. Are the sleeping Giants going to wake up? Are the Lakers going to make a move from six? Are the Clippers going to make a move from seven? Is Bradley Beal ever going to freaking play with them in the eighth seed? Are the Warriors dead? They're sitting there in the 11th spot. What's going to happen when Ja comes back for them to make a possible run? When does Draymond play his next game? Right. And that is a perfect segue. Let us know what y'all think. Mavs, 877-881-1053. Real quick. The Lakers are done. After winning that in-season tournament, you don't just get up for a regular NCAA <laughs> game. Okay, there's no way they can get. That's right. If they didn't win the NCAA, if they had lost the tournament, it's they cl- would have won last night. Classic title hangover. Yeah, just a big-time <laughs> hangover. I don't know how they could actually get up for a game anymore. After that awesome win over the Lakers, this happened. Beal just picked up his third foul. 
And now Green runs over Nurkic, and he'll be called for the foul, and they're going to take a look at this. Ooh, oh, man. Well, that's going to be a flagrant. Yeah. After video review, Green makes unnecessary and excessive contact to the face. The foul's been upgraded to a flagrant foul penalty, two, and Green has been ejected from the game. Ejected for the third time this season, a flagrant two for spinning around and punching Yusuf Nurkic in the face from the Phoenix Suns. Look at it. Look at it here. Whirls around. So intentional. This has to be at least 10 games. Has to. Uh, I don't know why. It's my another skill that I have that gets me zero in compensation or money, but I can predict suspensions in the NBA. Um, and he got five. I said it would be five last time. This has to be in the 10 to 15 range. And if Adam Silver doesn't do it, he's allowing uh, a violent a violent player to jeopardize the safety of the rest of his league. That's the way I look at it. I hate I hate this guy. He is a he's a bully and he's always been an overrated player in my opinion. And Triple he, single. He's acting like a thug. He's acting like a now I saw someone and I know that's you know word you can't use in these discussions, but that's what he's doing. He's going around, he thinks he's Debo. He he thinks he's the Debo of the NBA, and he might be. I heard someone I saw someone tweet, oh, this is a worse look for the NBA than John Morant with the guns. No. No. Uh that's not true. But this has to be at least double from what he did against Gobert. 10 to 15 range, and then Adam Silver wants to make it more, I'll fully support it. I hate him. I, I think it's at least 10. He's I would a, just put the number at 10 just to be a nice little round number, but it's probably a little bit more than that. The guy's a jerk. I mean, there, there, there's no other way to say it. Like, it, it's it's every it's every couple of months, you know, he's either getting technicals left and right or this in a situation like this, punching somebody. He has stepped on people. Uh, he kicked people in the in the in the in the in the, in the, in the nards, yeah. as we used to say back in the day, putting Rudy Gobert in a headlock, a chokehold. Is this the worst of all his things? I mean, uh, we, yeah, because this is like uh, this is a sucker punch. It's a cheap shot, not a sucker, but it's a cheap shot. I mean, he, you know what I mean? He punched him in the face. Yeah, well, it's, yeah, side of the head. He I, got him right there. I, I mean, on the actual NBA floor, yes. I mean, I still think the Jordan Poole one was <laughs> pretty okay. bad, but I mean, yeah, he's he's just an, an awful person. Like the way he ste- like when he steps on Sabonis's, you know, stomach and you know, going down the court, the little cheap shots, the the little nut checks. Like he's I, I, I he is awful. I don't even remember half these. I just looked up Draymond incidents. Kicking Steven Adams multiple times, I remember that. The Kyrie kick, I don't remember. The James Harden kick, I don't remember. LeBron shot to the groin. The shot to James Harden's throat. Um various other LeBron incidents. I mean, these, the Anthony Davis scuffle, the scuffle with Grant Williams, pulling at Jalen Brown, the Herb Jones kick attempt, the Sabonis stomp is down here at 11 on USA Today's list. Sitting all the way down here at 11. Adam Silver, man up. Uh, man up. Stop worrying about your stupid in-season tournament. Regulate your league. Do something about this fool. At least 10, hopefully 15. He is, uh, and I know I've said this before, and this is an unpopular take, he is my least favorite commissioner in sports is silver because i do think that he's just he is a player's commissioner there's no doubt i I don't know this is i'm trying to think of what's so killian hayes punched 
got hit that punch that he had in the the scuffle that Detroit and Orlando had last year. He was suspended three games. He punched somebody in the back of that, and that wasn't like a full on fight. Obviously, Draymond's a repeat offender, so I don't know. I just eight to ten. Cam Newton just went after Dak Prescott, and now everyone is going after Cam Newton. The audio in below the belt next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. The great Bobby Belt. You ruined the morning show. Don't make me take off my belt. Don't make me no, take no, off my belt. We're not. What the hell did Cam Newton say? <laughs> I don't know. Sean knows. Apparently, okay. I'm going to be angry. Well, I was playing in the commercial break, so you must have spaced out. Uh, Lee Bryce. I walked out of here, remember? I no, downstairs. I saw you across from me. Lee Bryce, who you're not going to space out for, is going to join us at 9 o'clock. Choppy booked him, and you are hyped up. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, he he makes great music, and I've I've got to confront him about really screwing me over. Lit, lit, he genuinely does have a song that's caused my wife to be angry at me for a decade. Oh, no. It's it's that song I don't dance because I won't dance, and she's like, "Why can't you be like this?" He said, "I don't dance," but here I am spinning you around in circles because he cares enough. I was like, "I don't I don't know. I don't dance. What do you want me to say?" Get, get you a get you a dance class, I guess. I don't know. That's I guess that's what I got to do. I have told her recently. I was like. All right, we'll go find like a country dancing class or something. Oh, after but, the incident, now you finally want to do it? Yeah, the incident. That's what it is. It was. I, I know. That's what it was. That's what I just said. You said it in a sarcastic way. No, I said it, in a, I said like it, in, I said it in a defeated way. Yeah. I said it in a, yeah, that's what I said it like. Cam Newton is trending because he went after all the supposed game managers in today's NFL. Yeah, Lamar Jackson, obviously Patrick Mahomes, Dak Prescott, Brack Parody, like, but Brock, let's, they're not winning because of him. He's not turning the ball over. He's managing the game. And if we were to put that in its own right as game managers, Brock, Parody, Tua Tonga Valoa, Jared Goff, and really, Dak Prescott. Mm. These are game managers. They're, they're not difference makers. And when you say game manager, I'm not asking you to go out and win the game. I'm just asking you not to lose. Not to lose the game. That's, listen, motherfucker. I don't give a damn what you do. You don't have to score every time. You just don't have to throw a pick every time either. If we're going to really call a spade a spade, a game manager is different than a game changer. Boy, that's, uh, that's wow. a great point about the interceptions. Uh, by the way, Cam Newton... Uh, every year of his career where he played at least 10 games, he threw at least 10 interceptions for his entire career. <laughs> he had a negative EPA in like eight of his 10 years or whatever.
If Cam Newton had a little bit of, first, he sounds like an idiot. He he, he sounds he sounds football stupid. If you, I I I'm gonna give him one benefit of the doubt. I want to see how how far back this actually is. I assume this is like hours old, yeah. but I'll give him a benefit of the Yesterday. doubt. Is this is like from the beginning of the season, and for some reason it's just emerging. I doubt it. If Brock, if Cam Newton had a third of Brock Purdy's touch, he might still be employed versus just being a rent to fullback, which is what he was at the end of his playing career. I, a third of Brock Purdy's touch. Uh, and there are throws that Brock Purdy's making. I never saw Cam Newton make. Now, Cam was a beast. Uh, he did have a rocket arm, had some McNabb issues throwing, and obviously was a force in running the football. The man won MVP. I'm not going to disrespect him there. But if you watch Dak Prescott play and you call him a game manager, you shouldn't. You This gives fans a higher floor to stand on when we get into the, well, you never played talk. How, how do you know what you're watching? Because Emmett Smith still thinks the Cowboys should have kept Zeke and Cam Newton thinks that Dak Prescott is managing games. So feel better about yourself as a couch-watching football fan like us. I also reject the notion that being a game manager is a bad thing. Or like it's a some knock on you. It's well, not a knock. It, it is a knock. It, it, it means like you're a placeholder. Like you're a fill-in host. Okay, I I see. Okay, see, I don't look versus at it like, like that. uh. Okay, well, like I, I think I think Tom Brady and Peyton Manning were game managers. They managed a game. You no, know the difference is. Like, you know I mean? The difference like they, is, they, yo, man, we need you to be the reason we win this game. We need you to drop thirty. Yeah, I, and a game manager is not dropping thirty. Uh, you're you're a playmaker. He is right at the end of that. There's a game manager and there's a game changer. Those guys were game no, changers. No, I, I get it, but like they also had, they, like they also, when they made mistakes, their teams lost. When they didn't, you know, like that's every quarterback. If you make a mistake, your team's going to lose. Your team wins and loses based on how you play the game, manage the game, all the things. I just, I don't like the, I don't like the, the, the connotation on game manager. I don't like the wording of it either. Like Jimmy Garoppolo has been a lifetime game manager. Like, make some plays, try not to screw us over. Bill Parcells, all he wanted, it felt like, was a game manager except for Bledsoe. Like, don't screw up my 86 defense. Don't screw up our running game. And manage it. Like, just be there. Take the snaps. Try to complete some passes. Do not turn it over. If the first thing, this is why Dak was so pissed, justifiably so in the offseason. If the first instruction from the coach is don't turn it over, you're a game manager. That's my quarterback rule, the way I look at it. You're yeah. not a game, you're not a you're not a playmaker. You're not a game changer. It's we we need you to be safe. Yeah. That's think, a game manager. Well, and I mean, just think about what to me. Managing the game like, like let's draw the analogy over to coaches. People take it too literal. Everybody yeah. manages a game and everyone executes a game plan. Right. That's why I say take it over to coaches. A literal game manager as a head coach was what Jason Garrett was doing. He was managing the game. He was not calling plays. He wasn't installing the offense. He was managing the game. That's what he did. Andy Reid is somebody who's involved in the game plan. So basically what Cam Newton's saying is if you want to draw an analogy to coaches, he's putting Brock Purdy and Dak Prescott basically saying they are the quarterback version of what Jason Garrett does. And that's ridiculous. Yeah, I, I think. I mean, look, I, just, I think we're taking. I am. T- I do take it too literally because I look at bus drivers and game managers a little differently. But whatever. 
Either way, it's a dumb take. He consistently has dumb takes like he did when he was a couple years ago. He's like, there's not 32 quarterbacks in the NFL better than me. And then when he actually played among qualifying quarterbacks, I think he ranked 41st. So he was Mm -hmm. right. There was way more than 32 quarterbacks that were better than him. But he's just he is he is looking for his win. Did he throw Tua in that mix as well? Yeah, he threw Tua and Lamar. Didn't he say Mahomes at the beginning? Play, play, Play the whole thing one more time, Pepe. Lamar Jackson, obviously Patrick Mahomes, Dak Prescott, Brack Parody, like, but Brock, let's. All right, stop. Winning. Okay, that's some something's getting mixed. That's mixed what he, he's here. he's listing top court or he's listing quarterback names something, and then when he yeah. said Brock Purdy, it made him stop and double take. Wait, he Brock is it? Yeah, and he he went down another avenue. But what I hate here is who is he co-hosting this with? Do you know? I don't know who the host is. If it's another former player or or who's sitting there with him. You know, you have the internet. Like you're acting, I'm not you're, looking you're, at it. You're acting like this is dropped out of the sky, and only I have access to it. Okay, he's right. trending. He's been trending for an hour. All right, one second here. Let me Google Cam Newton. Peyton, who, who is the other oh, guy on there? Cast. Well, no, never mind. Regardless, the guy that's sitting there, basically just being his little wingman, his little toady, going, mm, like, oh, what a point when he just says, like, bro, even Dak Prescott, mm, yeah, Dak. his belt to Broadus. It's just so stupid. Like, this guy is. So I, I cannot stand Cam Newton. Never good. I always trolled and made the joke about like, like I mean I always make the joke about Lamar being the running back and Jalen Hurts being the running back. Cam Newton for a good chunk of his career, not his entire career, but a good chunk of his career. That is what he was. He was a running back who kind of tossed it. Yeah, rank the three as throwers. Uh, Hurts, Lamar, Cam. Ooh, as throwers. Yeah. Hurts, Lamar, Cam. Cam. He had a cannon, but I mean, Cam. Cam was wildly inaccurate. Cam's definitely well. I'm trying to decide between Lamar and Hurts. You think Lamar's one? I think Hurts is easy the best thrower of those three. Easily, easy. Yeah, I think Hurts is the best thrower. Yeah, I can see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? I might go. I might go. Lamar, Hurts, Cam. Lamar, Hurts, Cam. Regardless, Cam is three. I agree. Cam is trash. I agree with Cam. Anyway, um. Okay, so we might have to start cheering for an enemy, guys. The enemy? No, no. An enemy, one that we all, like, I mean, Cowboys fans routinely call a cheater, as a matter of fact. That's Lane Johnson. Oh, there's a Tom Brady. From the Eagles. No, no, no. No, we cheer for Tom Brady anyway because we cheer for greatness chop. We cheer for prestige. Uh, so Lane Johnson, who is the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award nominee for the Eagles this year. Uh, it's Demarcus Lawrence. For the Cowboys, uh, he did a really great thing this past weekend. Because I don't know that Cowboys fans would be cool if somebody did this going on the road to Philly. Like, like it's like, well, that's a nice gesture. But still, uh, Lane Johnson hosted a Gold Star Widow at AT&T Stadium on Sunday. And she is a rabid Cowboys fan. Uh, Javier Ortiz Rivera told his future wife, this is from Michael Galkin over the Dallas Morning News, Upon meeting her at a 2004 barbecue, Veronica Ortiz Rivera to hold on tight. She hadn't ridden a motorcycle before. They went on this trip together. He swept her off her feet. She fell in love. Three children, three to four, three deployments later. On the fourth deployment, he passed away. He did not make it back uh, from his deployment run. And Lane Johnson had been connected with her through a charity mm-hmm. and had invited her out to this game, did a meet and greet with her on Saturday. She told him, like, you know, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna be there cheering on the Cowboys, but you've got a, a big fan of me. And I was trying to think about this. I think some Cowboys fans or, or Eagles fans, I'm sure, hearing this would be a little like, why are you 
putting some in the stadium. Like, you can be nice and do whatever else, but you're putting a Cowboys fan in the stadium to cheer against you, using up your tickets for that. But Lane Johnson, a good guy, he meets with Gold Star families apparently all the time. That is the big thing for him. That's his big cause is veteran families and, you know, the the families left behind when veterans die. And so I, I do have a little bit of a soft spot in my heart now for Lane Johnson because of that. And that's an OU and a Philadelphia Eagle. So that's a lot to have to take. I don't like that one. Is he the one who Micah, Micah bloodied his nose? Oh, uh, yes. That was Lane, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And so uh, good good, good on Lane Johnson. Yes. I'm a big fan yeah. of this guy he's, now. He's he's, bro, he's, he's, he's local-ish. He's, he's local. More yeah. likable than Jalen Hurts now for me. Absolutely. Or Nick Sirianni, that stupid long face head coach of theirs. Uh, today, there is a big meeting. The NFL owners are likely to approve uh, more international games at league meetings this week. Uh, they, oh, I don't know if great. they did announce. They either did announce or it's going to be announced and it's already been reported. They're adding a new uh, overseas location, Brazil. We're going to get NFL football Brazil. in Brazil, which one of the most popular NFL Twitter accounts out there or like highlight accounts is NFL Brazil. Really? Yeah. They, uh. So NFL's got all these syndicated accounts that basically share the same tweets just in other languages. And the NFL Brazil one is massively popular. And so there is a big following there. What I think is interesting is the proposition is going to be that they want every team every four years to sacrifice a home game to go on the road to an international game. And I would be stunned if Jerry were willing to do that on a year where they didn't have nine home games. It's going to have to be an eight home games, eight road, and then that. Because he's not giving up, you know, an AT&T stadium game. Below the belt every morning at this time, and we don't have better guests here on Sean, RJ, and Bobby, 105.3 The Fan. Uh, Coming up next, RJ has booked a special one. Big time college football fan and country music superstar Lee Bryce. Woo! May be responsible for some Bobby cereal later on today. (laughs) Lee Bryce next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 